do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 12 of the switch mania playcast we've made it episode 12 <laughs> a dozen down wow <laughs> started can you can you believe it's our 12th one already i mean time flies that is for sure yeah and i, I mean i i just think it's crazy that um the feedback we've gotten has been so positive and awesome. Like, I, I just see lots of people talking about the playcast, which is which is pretty cool that everybody's enjoying us babbling on about awesome Switch stuff and our passion behind collecting. That's true. I mean, it's. I think we're having a lot of fun. I think people see that, and it's just a fun system in general. So when you have a podcast that, you know, brings to light a game that maybe somebody missed through our playcast or just recent news and upcoming releases and all that stuff i mean what's not to like about this it's a fun time and for me it's like we're playing games that either i haven't made time for or i really didn't know much about this week's game for sure is one i had known nothing about and playing it has been very interesting because i'm not going to play my hand yet but um (laughs) but yeah like it's just it gives us an opportunity to dig deep into the Switch's library. And if you notice from our playlist, we don't just take all the AAA games and everything everybody would expect. Mm-hmm. So, like, if anything, we're going a little obscure every time, which is really cool. And you see that in the polls also, is that so many people tend to say no. I won't say yet what people voted for this game, but you even see, like, the, the people who are participating in the polls haven't played these games a lot of times. So these are games that may be flying under the radar that we're bringing to light that hopefully after hearing what we think about it or even just mentioning it on social media, it's a game that they're going to think about downloading or purchasing and and playing themselves. Yeah, and I mean, we don't worry about any kind of algorithms or anything like that because in all reality, we just love the Switch and want to play games. Exactly. That's it. It's pretty cool. Um, Yep, nice and simple. So, as always, have we seen any feedback from last week's episode? I got one, but have you seen any, JP? No, just the usual. Just uh, another enjoyable episode, and that's uh, either through private messaging or or just... um, I would say like uh, response tweets to the previous polls that I've done, mm-hmm. but but nothing nothing too specific. It's just uh, they're having a good time listening. Um, so we had was it Tenna Brossom, which I'm probably saying it wrong, but um, <laughs> responded again to the YouTube video and mm-hmm. put a recommendation for roguelikes, um, saying they that Tenna Brossom recommended has been heroes. Um, ah, okay. Now, I mean, I definitely got that game as part of my bundle with the console from GameStop since I pre-ordered a little later, and I ended up having to bundle with one game that's still not out, um, Red Out, I think <laughs> it is. But, um, <laughs> one of these days, one of these yeah, days. Whatever. I, they, I've moved. They're never, <laughs> I'm never going to see that game. Um, but I, I honestly, like, I really didn't like Has Been Heroes beyond the tutorial, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it didn't click with me again. Low rogue like style. Um, it is what it is, but um, I, we appreciate the feedback for sure. Um, I do know that we're going to try a new little format for everyone where um, the main full Switch Mania playcast. We're going to try to move over to JP Switch Mania's uh, YouTube. 
mm-hmm. the main one. Um, I got to teach JP how to how to get this for <laughs> me easily. Um, and then I'm going to piecemeal out the review of the game and put like trailer video behind it. And if everybody digs it, I'll start recording my playthroughs and and throwing those as our video too. Like, um, but if people don't like it, then you know we'll we'll continue mission and continue mm-hmm. doing what we're doing. But if people like it a lot, like I'll you know put a little more time into it and actually start might even stream some of my video. We'll see. Um, awesome. Not had, not had luck streaming so far with my internet here. It's it's finicky, but um, mm-hmm. recording video has never been an issue. So. But if people like what we're doing, like we will, you know, start going out there and doing more with it. And I think people might enjoy the video based review part. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Always just testing the waters and, you know, seeing what we like. Right. Let me uh, let me bring up the the wallpaper. Um, so as always, though, we appreciate any ratings. I did notice a few of you did throw out some uh, five star ratings, and we definitely appreciate it. Um, I think thank you for that. Yeah, we have a few extras from last week. I didn't know. I don't know if you were you were tracking that. No, I wasn't. But that's always nice to hear. Yeah. I, we definitely appreciate that, and thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it, and because like the more that you you do that, the more people will be able to find us, which is really awesome. It's really awesome. Oh, absolutely. That it's cool that more people can you know find out about our crazy aspects behind the switch. You know, mm-hmm. Um. So do you want to dig right into it? Yeah, let's go right into the game. So let's dig into it. So this week's game was State of Mind, um, developed by Didalic Entertainment. Did I say that right? Probably not. Um, <laughs> I've been calling it Daedalic, but you could be right. Daedalic, maybe, might be, too. Um, so <laughs> it is a futuristic thriller game delving into transhumanism. A lot of robots mm. and, you know, humanistic features and a whole futuristic society. Um, the mm-hmm. game explores themes of separation, disjuncture, reunification in a world that is torn between a dystopian material reality and a utopian virtual future. <laughs> the um the the genres for this are all over the place. Um uh-huh. So my thoughts is that this isn't necessarily uh, a genre that you can categorize, but it's kind of a new thing. I call it a walking simulator and i've seen that thrown around online um Mm -hmm. like a walking simulator because you were saying like a point click type deal where it kind of reminds me of the old point clicks because you move around as you know the main character Mm -hmm. and you walk around and you see all these icons which they instead of just like having icons in the world they geniusly use like an ar like reality type deal kind of like what we see with pokemon go where you see the pokemon on your phone on live on the camera so you're kind of like seeing that in your mind so so like the characters actually able to see these things which i think is a cool way to go about it yeah i like i liked how they made it very futuristic it's something that i personally haven't seen in at least in switch games that i've played and i 
well, we'll get into just the, the design of the game. But yeah, I, I really like the the pop-ups. You know, when you go over an item, and it would, it would give you a little bit of a background, um, and then uh, some information like on a rectangular pop-up screen, which was I thought really cool. Yeah, that was really cool, and it really felt like it was in the mind of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, it's like very Blade Runner-esque, like the movie Blade yes. Runner. Absolutely. Yep. Like, it just felt so cool walking around, and like, speaking of the the beautiful graphics in the game, like the backgrounds were amazing. Oh, yeah. You had awesome neons in the cities. I mean, it just looks awesome. The characters were purposely polygonal. Um, not mm-hmm. not like back in 1995 where it was <laughs> PS1. It was more like they were rounded with like made of triangles. Like right. everything had this triangular look to it, and it just it it really worked well. Um, however, the controls did suffer a little. They were a little clunky moving around. Yes, turning around was a little bit of a, a challenge. I, I don't Sometimes know if, I don't know if I would say it was a challenge more than just not natural, because like I was getting engrossed in the world, just like walking around, looking around, and then you had to like interact with something, and then it pulls you out of it because it di- you didn't like flawlessly interact with it. Right, it was so close, so close, and you can see like even on. Metacritic, it has a 63. User scores gave it a 7-3. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, like, it's a decisive game where it's, like, it's so close to being, you know, a perfect story. Um, and that is the one thing that I would have to say is that this is a story-driven game. There is no action. I was waiting for, like, action to start. There like, was action. Um, At least in the one scene I got, it wasn't it wasn't anything that I was able to do, but there was some action. Yeah, and that's the thing I was waiting for, like having to like take out a character or fight something. Yeah. And I mean, there are many games in this. There's little stuff where you have to bring together a a little signal to be able to do a communicator, or there's there's a few few where you have to like uh, do some evasive maneuvers as the robot and things like that. And yet. And you have to do investigative research with articles to mm-hmm. pull. Uh, and I, I did like that. And just going back to your point, just walking around, you're absolutely right. I remember when you start out in the apartment and you can look out the window. And that's the first time that you kind of see the world after the intro. And I go, wow, like it's so beautiful in its own way. And then even just walking around the apartment. I mean, there was a lot to do in the apartment. And it's funny because... I mean, maybe we should that we should talk about how far each of us got. Sure. Uh, so for me, I would say I'm pr- probably on the second or third chapter because they have achievements in the game, which is interesting. Because in the menu options, there's an achievement section, and oh. you can see all the achie- I don't know if you noticed this, but you can see all the achievements for the entire game. Um, so one of them was you know complete the first chapter, and this is already jumping back and forth between the two characters. So. Where I am right now is that I'm trying to find the man who was with my wife in the apartment. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to the back alley to get access to like the, I don't want to say, I don't know if it's the, like the police system to find out more information on the person, but I had to get that signal uh, jammer yeah. or a thing. And so that's where I am right now. So I don't think I'm too far. And that's mainly because I've been spending a lot of time 
in each scene interacting with everything. Even if I didn't need to, so you you know you go to the apartment, then you go to another scene, you come back to the apartment. I still would touch everything. Well, I would look at the same object because you never know. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say the thing is, is going about it that way is what's truly interesting about like a story-driven like walking simulator like this game is, is that mm-hmm. you are getting a much deeper experience than you would just watching a movie. Like you're able to interact and see like what they have on the shelves. Right. Like what toys the sun has in their room. Like you get to look at all that, and some of it brings up a little, you know, little pop up, like you're saying. And yep. And then there'd be times where it would just mess around with stuff. Yeah, and it, it may trigger something really quick, like a, a flashback scene. And I mean, I don't know if the piano is going to play a role, but you have no idea how many times I've gone to that piano trying different tunes and and um, rekeying it to get a different sound. So I have no idea. If you know, if someone is musically inclined and knows how to play a piano and play a virtual one, but I'm just wondering if it does something. Because every time I, I sit down and I just play with it for a few minutes, thinking it may, you know, unlock something or open something up. But even if it doesn't, it's still fun that there's so many things to interact with in in the different environments. Yeah, and I mean, this is definitely a story of two characters. And mm-hmm. it's like almost like a yin and yang. You have one character that's all disheveled. Life's in shambles where mm-hmm. wife and son left them. Um, and then you have another one where everything is like together and you're interacting. Um, but you can tell just from the title screen and just from the artwork like where the story is actually going and mm-hmm. I am just slightly beyond you. I want to say maybe I, I'm already through the the club and everything, Doomsday. Um, okay. The club mm-hmm. and everything. And there's a spoiler. Um, not oh. really a spoiler because it's so early in the game. And we're definitely really early in the game, by the way. It's about mm-hmm. eight hour to nine hour game. Um, okay. But basically, the second it, the, the game is called State of Mind. So literally, the, the, the main character is your character with the beard, the main guy. He's in color on the, on the, on the uh, screen. The second character is shown in black mm-hmm. and white coming apart. He's part of the character's mind. He's, he's the positive conscious psyche of the character. So you're kind of living that, his experience, his life is part of the positive side of the other, the main character's life. So mm-hmm. it, that you, that literally gets unveiled probably another <laughs> another couple fifteen minutes into the story for you. Oh, like, you know, I wanted to play it today before yeah, we like, recorded. You just didn't have a chance to. So, so like Richard, the character with the beard, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's the main protagonist of this story, and mm-hmm. sometimes he's not super likable, but it's more <laughs> of the that he's going through a subtle amnesia where he can't remember everything because some of his psyche, his positive aspects are pulled away from him. Mm -hmm. So it's like almost genius the way that they went about it. And I mean, to me, this is a game that I'm going to be wanting to continue to play just because it's a, it's a fun experience. The problem is, and this is a good problem to have that when I pick it up, I don't put it down for hours. Right, I like I literally I'm like oh I'm gonna play it like 15 minutes this morning and I ended up playing it for like two hours. <laughs> like, oh. I was like oh so such a hard time playing Switch games. <laughs> well I don't well I mean aside from just being engrossed in it I don't know if 
if you noticed, but when I went to save or exit out and I'm in the middle of a chapter, it would bring me back to the very beginning of it. Hmm. So you see you see the, the loading screens when you finish a scene or a chapter, and that's kind of when the save point happens. And I wasn't able to find a way to save at any other time. So when I start a chapter or I start a new scene with one of the two characters, I want to play it through because if I don't, I have to restart it all over. So it gives you that incentive to, yeah, we'll play the extra 15 minutes to the next one. And then when you get to it, it's like, well, I'll just play a little bit more because the chapters really aren't that long. I mean, they're, yeah. I, I mean, so far from what I've seen, they're as long as they, as you make them to be, because you can go, you can figure out, you know, what objects you need to interact with to move the story along. Or you could do what I do where I walk around and I try and see how many things I can interact with or just, you know, walk around and just see see the different places so you know when you're at the voice you can go right to the boss and you see him like in the distance and you just walk straight or you can you know veer to the side and look at the screens and see if there's something that you can you can watch or or interact with so um, i like that that you have that choice of how you want to play the game also oh absolutely and like there was times where i went straight to the next objective unknowingly like just mm-hmm. went, went for it um but i also already looked around the area previously when i went through the same area so you're like going through like from your apartment to the work area and yep. i already looked around a little bit so when i came back from that area i didn't look around anymore i just kind of took it in from a different perspective and, right and i could tell what was different as well which was pretty cool like it's a really distinctive like area at least from richard's perspective from the Mm -hmm. other perspective everything seemed a little more like i don't know if it was like not bland but more like neutral you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think that was by design because it's almost like in his mind like his state of mind right like Uh, it's uh, like i drink every time you say the title yeah exactly i'm gonna take a (laughs) drink of my monster here because that's exactly what i need at night (laughs) <laughs> i so between the two characters which one have you been enjoying more walking around or just following their story so i would definitely say the main character of richard i mean he mm-hmm. does have more of a tragic story but mm-hmm. there's more to it i like the sleuthing that you're doing to figure out who the character is that's passing around the word that you're dead and Right, like all this, all this craziness. Like I like all of that, and mm-hmm. I connected a lot more with him. Whereas the other character was more, like I said, bland. Like it was almost too perfect, and having right. all the all the goods. And then it's like, oh, you got to take your kid to um, counseling. It's like I would never take my kid to counseling unless I mm-hmm. absolutely had to. So, like stuff like that. It's like it just shows you, but it's it's kind of like maybe that's what they do in that future world, right? Right. I did like uh, controlling the his robot friend. Yeah, I thought that was so much fun when you're just uh, you know outside the uh, I don't think it was a hospital, but like you know the doctor's office, and you're just walking around the path, and it's like, oh, do you want to take control? And then I just started zooming around, and I thought it would lead to something, sort of like, oh, I you know no one suspects me because I'm just like this flying robot now, but it was more just you know a little fun fun thing to pass the time and. But it's 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 really amazing the contrast between the two worlds. You know, the always nighttime, the rainy, the just like dystopian, like you said, and then like the sunny, almost perfect, like. And I mean, you really 
feel it in the game. I mean, it, it feels so different. And I like that. I like going back and forth. I mean, I don't, you're right, I, I haven't gotten as far as you, so I have an idea, you know, I had an idea already of kind of what the two characters were, but I'm just really just invested now just to kind of see how, how their stories play out. Well, and like, I don't think, where you, when you get to the point where I'm at, like, you're not going to change over from Richard anymore until you get to where I am. Because they do the unveil to Richard from the character you're trying to find. So, ah, okay. like, once you find him, then he's like, oh, here's your information that you've been looking for. And that's, like, us two as the player. Right. And it's a really cool unveil. And I, I want to see where the story goes from here. It's just, like, as we've mentioned in the past, like, the playcast is because we don't have a ton of time to play. And we both put in as much time as we could this week. And it's, like, I want to play more, which is good. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that week during Yoku where I just apparently had all this free time to go through it, but I really wish I had that amount this week because yeah. this is one that I just, every night, I, you know, the kids went to bed, the house was clean, and I go, okay, I, I really want to just sit down and just invest time in here in this game. And all of a sudden, I look at the clock and it's 11, it's midnight, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did it get so late already? And I'm trying to find like just little bits here and there to, to jump into the game. But this is one that... I'm going to try really hard to, to just power through um, so I have enough time to play whatever game you're going to pick for next week. Cause I, so I, I will need to, tell I need to you that like, whatever game we pick for next week, I'm focusing on because I'm going to do this one on the side. Because if you try to power through and it, it you have another, you put two hours, you're two hours into the story per YouTube and you got another six hours to go, <laughs> you're not going to get the game. Like Go to the next game and then play yeah. this on the side as you can. Like that's what, right. I, that's what I'm gonna do because otherwise it's gonna be you're gonna be given the next game you're not gonna give the next game due diligence either like we, I want to give right. the game the benefit of our time. Yes, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So, um, so the one thing that I wrote is that you know it's all story and no gameplay. I said more <laughs> of an interactive experience. It allow but it allows for a more immersive world as you enjoy the visuals and learn more details about the characters like mm-hmm. i mean you learn what kind of serial is the one the secondary character's son likes and, mm-hmm. and he likes hot chocolate with his breakfast and like interesting stuff like you learn those details and i know those details that's how interactive the story is um i wrote them and i kept waiting for the action to take off um, like, I mean, now, mind you, there is action, you just don't get to be involved in it, which is kind of counterintuitive to a video game, um, but I consider this more of an interactive story. Um, mm-hmm. did you ever play the game Heavy Rain? No. So that was kind of the catalyst, the first major blockbuster that did this type of interactive walking simulator. And mm-hmm. so this goes, Heavy Rain was more, you know, dramatic. This one's more of a, a Mind Slayer, a um, futuristic Blade Runner style, um, future dystopia. And it's an interesting take on the, the newer genre. Um, so do we have any listener comments on State of Mind? Cause like, we do. Like, how did the poll get? Let's, let's go to the poll. Let's go to the poll. Go okay, to the poll. so... So I asked, do you know what we're playing and talking about this week? That's right. It's State of Mind from Datalik. Have you played this? Got some feedback? Comment below and we'll read your responses right now. And I said, plus, 
at D Cockle does the voice of Richard. And as oh. you know, he does the voice of Geralt in, in The Witcher. So here we go. Out of 75 people that participated, thank you to all 75 of you, 12% said yes, they've played this game. Is that the lowest uh, percent we've had? Yeah, I think so. Wow. 11%, 11% said that they would play it this week. So I'm really hoping now after they listen to this, they're going to reach out to us and let us know if they did and if they did what their feedback is. For sure. 70, 77% have not played this game. So I really hope if we did a poll in the future, that number would change now that we've done this playcast and it, it's intrigued people enough to pick it up. Um, but what's interesting is that when this game released, I thought it was only definitely definitely um, an EU exclusive. I remember seeing the German USK rated box. I remember seeing the Spain exclusive collector's edition. And if you're curious what's in there, I actually did an unboxing on my YouTube channel a long time ago for that special edition. So you can see that. But there was no US physical. There is It is on the eShop. And I don't know if maybe this is just one of those titles that it came out and it just got overlooked. Um, but it's $39.99 on the eShop right now. So it's a full price. And you actually, I think, paid less for that Physical. through Amazon. Yeah. And I mean, I think that high price is maybe part of the detractor why a lot of people didn't play it because, you know... It, the reviews do show that it's not a super action-heavy game, obviously. Right. And, I mean, at full price, at $40, like, I looked on the eShop last yesterday night, and there's tons of games that are full experiences, and they're under $5 right now. Like, right. there is a lot out there in the eShop and affordably. So if you're not going physical, like, there's a little to draw you into a game for $40 digitally nowadays unless it's like a blockbuster that you have to have. That's true. That's true. It's tough. I mean, I'm hoping now people are going to take a look at it. And like like we said, you can go online and buy it physically. You could buy an import and the system's region free and you could pay less than just buying it digitally. So support physical. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is. I'm, I'm actually still surprised it's a very high price on the eShop considering that it came out uh, back in august 15th 2018 it released so it's been a while already it's almost a year so i mean i'm hoping maybe there'll be a price drop but if not you know look look online buy it physically import it but let's get into some of the feedback because we did have some comments yeah. so the first one is from ed j bush words and you may know him as one of the reviewers for jp switch mania he's also a reviewer for another site so he wrote i liked it it's not perfect but then that's kind of a big theme in the game and he posted his review that he did for the other site, um, and that's the Switch Effect. Great site, I actually used to write for them and do their marketing. But really quick, he gave the review three and a half out of five stars. Okay. So he said, for, so for his too long didn't read review, engrossing both flawed story with very thin puzzle adventure elements and a distinctive visual style, it made me make too many Blade Runner references, like you said as well. So Absolutely. definitely you, you could feel that. Then at JL Frank 4 or IV, he said, My Spanish copy got squished. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, hopefully, got to play the game though. At Chris B. Grunt said, Haven't played it, but I got it on my wish list someday. Dot, dot, dot. Hopefully, now that someday is today or very soon. At Smeeg and the Heads, got the Switch version in Hong Kong, played it and thought it was pretty cool. Neat graphic style and an interesting story, although it sort of falls apart at the end, worth a playthrough. So that's a little foreboding because we don't know what the end entails, but we're going to hopefully find out soon. Yeah. Then, 
a name that you that may sound familiar at D Cockle. That's right, wow. Doug Cockle. Yeah, he he responded. He said, "I can't vote on this. Enjoy the game." <laughs> I and I told him, "I trust your your opinion to be unbiased." Then and then our last comment is at Marvin Seven XX. He said, "Nope." And I've just been outbid on two and had a bid canceled on one. Ah, one day. So I'm hoping he's able to get a copy. Uh, but as you can see, I mean, not a lot of people played it. The people who have, they seem to have enjoyed it overall, holistically. Maybe there was a few parts here and there. And that's kind of how I feel. Um, just to go back really quick, but the controls is one of the biggest things because I feel when I go to an object, I kind of have to like put my character in reverse to back up a little to then move forward. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't that smooth transition, but honestly, aside from that, I feel like the visuals are just very cool and it's so detailed. The apartments were detailed, the city, what was interesting is that you would walk out and it looked huge, but they did it very smart where they closed off the section so you can only go to certain areas, even though you could see a lot of the stuff happening in the background. And I thought that was a, a smart choice on their part. Um, and also, as Richard's just walking and you see the back of him, I'm thinking, I want to dress as him for Halloween. He has like a really cool outfit. So I, I like their their design choice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is, is like I said, it's so close to like perfect immersion. Like mm -hmm. that, that little bit of backtracking that you mentioned when you're trying to interact with an object mm -hmm. was just enough to pull me out, but like... I don't think I would have been able to pull it down though if they would have done that, which would have been a bad, good, good, bad thing. <laughs> like I would have been stuck in the game. Like I, I would have been had to finish <laughs> all of the hours. And yep. like imagine though, like think about how interactive this media is when like there's a, at least eight hours of straight story to go through. Oh yeah. When in typical movies, an hour and a half to two hours. Like this is. Four times at least that. That's, right. that's insane how much interactivity there is with this game. And the, the interesting thing is the story is engrossing. And that's the thing. That's the the main difference between like this and then like back in 1995 that we played. Right. That had some and action, but the story wasn't nearly as polished as State of Mind. State of Mind is like a, a masterpiece when it comes to storytelling. And it's, and it's fully voiced, which is unbelievable because, I mean, all of the main characters, professional actors, it's really well done. And like you said, you feel like you're watching a movie and almost this could have been been an FMV, honestly, with, you know, a few places where you interact and then you do those puzzles. And it could have been live action and, you know, just as amazing with the futuristic setting. But the way they did this, I mean, you're right. It, I feel immersed in the world and I want to know more and I want to learn more about the characters and they're peeling it back like an onion just a little bit at a time yep and um so let's go to our recommendation um sure I would absolutely say that your the last comment that you read may be my recommendation so like as a $40 game getting it physically I think it's worth it physically Digitally, mm -hmm. I would say no, wait for it to go on sale. However, if you're patient, you may be able to get a non-limited copy um, decently on an auction site or something. That's cool too, but I feel like supporting them, like I got mine on Amazon, I 
feel like that's about as direct support there is with a game like this overseas in lieu right. of going straight to their website or something um, right. and buying the game from them directly. Um, I, th I feel like this is a really excellent game. I would recommend it. It is a little pricey just for a simple story, though, because, like, if you put it in terms of this is an interactive movie, um, I don't like to pay more than 10 to $20 for a Blu-ray. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I'm at, like, so, like, I would say $20 for an interactive story is, like, they would have sold everything. Like, it would be no, no questions asked. At $40, mm -hmm. it's a hard sell to me, but it's still, I don't feel like I wasted my money getting this. Like, I feel right. like, like, I, I feel like last week's Tumble Seed, you may have felt like you wasted some money with that one because it didn't Maybe. connect with us. Yeah. Where, whereas this one, I don't feel like I wasted my money buying this because I plan to play it more. What yep. about you? Yeah, so, you know, I don't know if you remember, but I mentioned last week that I got this game initially when I was in Germany, and it came out the week I was there. I took two trains. I learned how to read the schedule. I walked a few blocks to a Saturn store, which is like our version of Best Buy, and I bought it physically, and I never had a chance to play it. But I'm very glad I made that trip because it's completely worth it. And, yeah, I'm just really enjoying it, and I'm just sad that I haven't had enough time this week to get further along. But it's one that's going to be in my Switch case now, and I'm going to be going back to it in between our playthroughs of other games until I finish it because I'm I'm hooked. I want to see how the story goes, how it ends, you know, what happens with the characters. Um, but I absolutely recommend this game. You're right, the price point may be a little high, but if you can find it for $30 physically, I think that's a perfectly fair price. Because the system's region-free, region and I believe we can buy stuff on the UK sites, or the UK eShop, they do have summer sales. This game may be on it, but it's definitely one that you should keep on, on your radar. And if the price point's a problem, just wait for it to drop a little and then definitely grab it because I think everyone would enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's just one of those things that I think that even giving it a few hours that we were able to get into this story, I think that's the point of the playcast is to be able to experience some stuff and, and connect with something that we would have never given time to with our hectic schedules. Because just like everybody else out there listening, like we all have hectic schedules and it's hard to make time for things. Whereas this makes us play it's because we, we know we got to talk about it and we got to give it a fair shake. You know right. what I mean? Um, so should we go over what the next game is? Yes, I really want to know. So I'm going to start a new theme where I'm going to do new uh -oh. and old. Oh, so okay. Two, so we're going to continue with the two choices. Um, yep. But I'm going to go a new game okay. and a classic game. Okay. And, and they're both equally as awesome. Um, so my new game is one we talked about last week. I want to see if we can uh, give a week to God Eater 3. Oh, okay. I bought that full price. I want to get. <laughs> I want I don't want it to sit in my back, my catalog, my backlog too long. Um, so that's my new, my new recommendation. My mm -hmm. old. How about Tiny Barbarian DX? Ah, Nicalis. Yeah, and I've definitely um talked with one of the musicians behind Tiny Barbarian DX in the past. I um, did an interview with him for for an older podcast, so... Oh, I boy. Might be able to get Two very different games. Very different games. We got a, a classic action-heavy 3D game yep. um, versus old-school action platforming. And hmm. a lot of, lot of death. 
<laughs> now, is Tiny, is Tiny Barbarian the one that I read that, like, every scene or every screen is, like, an homage to some old game? Ooh, if that's the case, I didn't catch that when I played it, like, I, two years ago. Ooh. I don't know if that's on the back of the case or I read that somewhere. I could be thinking of a different game. I thought it was one of their titles. Mm. But you know what? As much as I love anime and anime-inspired games, I've, I've been wanting to try Tiny Barbarian. So if you have that one also, do you have that one? Oh, of course I have Tiny oh, Barbarian. Okay. I got that on launch. So I'm sorry that your god either may have to sit a little bit longer the wait to be played. Oh, that's fine. But uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Tiny Barbarian. I I want to play any game I recommend, and Tiny Barbarian Good. is one that I haven't written about in the Switch Collector yet, and it's a perfect, okay, great. perfect catalyst for um, us to play for a week, and then I can write a deeper review. That And that's the thing I'm using is our games are getting us better reviews that go into the book as well. So it's absolutely a, it's a double win. And Tiny Barbarian is a like when I played it a couple years ago it was awesome. And I'm gonna start it over because I was pretty far along, but I hadn't beaten it. But I'm gonna start it over from the beginning because I need to relearn the controls. It's one mm-hmm. of those. It's one of those games. Uh, so I'm really gonna have to focus on that game because if if it's about remembering controls, I can't have that one sit idle then. Well, unfortunately, it's not a super intensive game so you should be able to play it in short stints here and there and enjoy it too so it'll be interesting to see what you think of it too because it it is like a whole new world where it's a little bit um you know a little bit difficult at times Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it'll be interesting and um so that's our episode on state of mind um i'm good to continue by the way so let's uh go over our pickups if you're ready yeah, I'm always ready. Good always job. ready with new games. Yeah. So I think this might be the first week that I actually got in more games than JP. Um, that, I, how is that humanly possible? However, I think JP <laughs> had part to blame is part to blame for me getting more because I got two games from him. So. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> so so. The two that I got from him, because uh, JP posted some uh, limited editions he was selling to help with a car, a new car thing he has going yes, on. Yes, yes, had to get a new car. Um, so I got uh, Tales from uh, Vesperia, which technically the game is not in there, so we, I'll, yeah. I'll count it, though, damn it. <laughs> you knew that, though, right? I told you that. Yeah, I knew that, oh, but okay. I, I literally haven't taken it out of the bubble wrap yet. I, I need to still. I'm looking at it right now. You, you know what stinks Nobody though is that in, pointing, but I'm pointing. in Europe, in, <laughs> in Europe and Japan, the collector edition came with the game bundled together, and in the U.S. we had them packaged separately, which was just odd. Yeah, so I'm still counting that as a as a as a game. Yes, and I love. I have Tales of Vesperia on um, the Xbox 360. I got the PS4 version, so like I'm willing to triple dip on it and get a, get another copy. Um, well, before we started the Switch Mania Playcast, this was the last game that I beat, and I started it when it came out in January, and I beat it, I think, either right after our first couple episodes or right before, but it took me that long just because finding time to play, but I put about 70 to 75 hours into it, and it was the first time I played it. I didn't play it on the 360. You were definitely I playing at Midwest Gaming Classic, too. Yes, I was. I was playing, what was I playing? Um, oh. Death Mark, Mark for yes. Death? Mark yes. for Death. I was playing Mark yep. for Death, and you were playing <laughs> Tales of Vesperia. I loved it. I, it was so great on the Switch, and yeah. I'm, 
you know, today's What If Wednesday, we did, you know, we put Tales of Symphonia as our game that we'd love to see. And we need another Tales game because the next one announced, Tales of Arise, isn't coming for the Switch, at least as of now. And I need more Tales. Really? So the, the next one isn't announced for the, uh, the Switch yet? No, it's for the PS4 and I believe the Xbox One and not the Switch. Really? So, I, like, it'll be interesting to see if they continue, like, because every publisher that I've talked to, and, and, you know, mind you, it's been more indie publishers, but they've said that, like, their Switch sales have outsold yep. every other platform combined. So, it's interesting to me that some of these companies where a Tales game seems right at home, especially when they went so far as to do limited editions for Tales of Vesperia. Uh-huh. That, like they didn't announce it yet, so it's almost like we're waiting for them to announce it, right? That or announce an older one. I mean, they have such a big library of Tales games that can easily, I think, be ported to the Switch. That even if we didn't get the latest one, Tales of Zillia, Tales of was it uh, Bestiria? I think that's how you pronounce it. I could be wrong. You have the Tales of Destiny games, the old ones, Tales of R for the PS Vita. I mean, there's so many Tales games that it's just, just give us another one. Yeah. Um, the other game that I got from JP is The Longest Five Minutes. Mm, I want to play it. has been on my list to buy for a while since I started creating the Switch Collector book because I didn't know about it. Um, and I you know, created, and it's going to get a full page. It's going to get a full page on, in the Switch Collector. And I saw the box, and I'm like, ooh, pixelated. You know, what I, mean? I was just like looking at it, and it reminds me of a combination of Dragon Quest and Earthbound. Mm-hmm. Like just from the screenshots, the couple screenshots, and there's obviously a collector's edition, which is what I got from JP. So that was pretty. <laughs> You're welcome. Cool. That was pretty cool, You're and I, I appreciate the uh, the gets. And I know um, JP posted all of these limited editions, and I'm pretty sure he still has a few left. I'm not sure if you were completely gutted yet. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, I have. I'm so, actually going to be posting tonight. So. so that being said, though, like JP's pricing is very fair. Thank like, you. It's very fair. So like support him because, you know, he is giving a lot back to the community and he's paying it forward by not, you know, charging, gouging people on prices. And he's giving out fair prices just to help him pay some bills that came up as an emergency. Like I do have to I do have to say thank you, but. I actually feel guilty charging you. I afterwards I was like I shouldn't have. You've been so good to me, and you know we're partners. And I'm just like, no, I shouldn't have even charged you anything. But I, I appreciate you saying that because you know you see scalping all the time. And my goal is, yeah, I mean you look at my list that I'll put together, and I'm actually going to put it on the Facebook group. So if you're on, if you're a member there, you're going to see this first. But you'll actually see that a lot of times the prices that I'm setting are lower than the retail price and that's only because i look at the current value and if it dropped that's what i'm charging so i'm not saying oh this is a limited game it's automatically more money that's not how i price things i want it to be fair um but yeah i i I always feel guilty after the fact of something so i just want to say sorry (laughs) i could just refund you the money but i shouldn't i probably shouldn't have charged you oh no i'm not worried about that and you have like uh some car bills and stuff like yeah i had to get a new used car and and trust me if i didn't want them i wouldn't have bought them like you know what i mean like that i don't worry about stuff like that and if anything everything comes around full circle and you know it's all good all right Um, fair enough thank you so the other game, which actually JP knows that I got, was I got La Mulana 2, 
Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting story behind it because I like to have stories. Um, <laughs> um, so I reached out because I got mine from PlayAsia. And I reached out to them and I go, because I saw JP post his collector's editions. And I'm like, ooh, there's some cool items. I asked them, like, am I going to get these items because I did a, my typical buying multiple games and some of the games weren't coming out? And they go, oh, well, if you uh, pay us the extra shipping, which is like a dollar or something, we'll send you the game now. And then they said, oh, but we didn't get any pre-order bonuses. And I'm like, hmm. okay, that's fine. I still paid the dollar so I could have the game. Um, and then it came with the soundtrack and, like, a giant map or something like that. I haven't opened it yet. But, um, yeah, it came with two pre-order items. So yep. I'm like, I think it's a, a notepad is the second one. Is that what it is? I haven't opened yeah. it yet. But it looks cool. And I'm like, okay, it so cool. it came with the pre-order items, knuckleheads. Like, <laughs> don't undershoot yourself, Play Asia. You guys are doing good stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, that could just be their, their customer service rep just didn't know. That's what be. I think it is. Um, so, so that was one. Um, the one that you may have gotten that I got in today, um, yep. Super Rare Games Wolverblade. Yes, yes, I, I did get I got, that in. I got Wolverblade in today. So I think that's the only game that we both got in the same this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and that's the thing that we can't, um, you know, understate is that this game literally just went up for sale on Super Rare Games, and it's they're already in hand, and they're mailing them. It's, you don't have to wait for Super Rare Games. That's where, like, if they have a game you're interested in, you, you're not pre-ordering and waiting for months like you do with some of the other limited companies or some companies that aren't shipping it, but like, like they are already they already have them in hand when they go for pre-order, which is different than every other company. And yeah. I think it's cool. Like I said before, I don't buy every single game from every single company. I go with the games I know I'm going to enjoy. And Wolverblade, mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like Viking beat em up. Like with some awesome art, like it—it it looks right up my alley. Pun intended, mm-hmm. Megan's alley. But <laughs> but it, it looks right up like something I would love. So I absolutely was was getting a copy of that game. Um, super cool looking. Um, so that was four. Uh, the other ones, and I kind of—I didn't cheat, but I bundled them together because we were talking about Nicholas Nicholas's website and all mm-hmm. the all the awesome initial launch editions. So mm-hmm. I completed my Nicholas subset this week. I have every Nicholas release now. And they all awesome. are, they are all launch editions. Um, so I had four games I was missing. So I picked up Blade Strangers. Nice. Runner 3. Remy Lore. Remy Lore. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. say that one. And then I got Omahari Kawasi Fresh. In this oh, nice. Famicom box, and the best part is, is that I we weren't entirely sure if the dimensions were one hundred percent one for one to a Super Famicom box. Mm-hmm. Um, now we can confirm it is exactly the dimensions of a Super Famicom box because I have Super Famicom games and I put them next to each other. So that's awesome. So what's cool is then all the Super Famicom box protectors they have on mm-hmm. you know videogameboxprotectors.com and the other websites um, work perfectly with that collector's edition so you can protect the box which is awesome that's good to know because people were asking saying if they so that's good to know so yeah it's a complete recreation of the you know the 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 original game which i think is excellent and it just shows the passion behind some of these companies and as we mentioned before there's a previous 
another limited edition that was early release that sold out for Umahari Kawasi Fresh. And mm-hmm. it has a different design on the Super Famicom box. JP, you should be able to tell us, are they the same? Is it the same size as the Nakalis box? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a Super Famicom box. It's just a different, okay. yeah. Okay, so so in other words, though, both of them are just as great. I mean, it's going to be part of my, you know, collection of Nakalis games. I need to... I need to open everything because I open everything, by the way. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna open them all up so I can get the cartridges ready to go into my uh, cartridge collector's box that mm-hmm. I'm also offering for the Switch Collector Kickstarter in September when we launch. Um, that's gonna be a tier um, for for people to support, and that's where I put all of my cartridges that aren't part of my top um, my top games that go in in the um, in the case. Mm-hmm. You know, like the collector's case, which you might have a little bit to say about collector's cases, because it might have to go with a um, current uh, little uh, thing you have going on right now with uh, your JP Switch Mania on Twitter. Maybe a little contest? With, yes. With, with Switch cases? Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of yes. throwing, yes, you yes, a cur- yes. I'm throwing you a softball, JP. Yeah. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit it. So right now on on JP Switch Mania's Twitter page, there is a contest going on where myself, uh, Destiny FOMO, give her a follow, and yeah. UniKeep. So UniKeep is a, a video. It's actually not just a video game binder company, but it's a binder company that covers a whole range of hobbies and whatnot. But yeah. we partner with them because they have these really awesome Switch cases, and they come in thirty or sixty size. Uh, cartridge holders. Get the 60 they have a really get the sixty. Yeah, I, I mean, I have the sixty. That's the DX version. Before and what's really they cool had the is, sixty. I I had the um. I got a thirty, and I'm like, oh, I'm already out of space. <laughs> so I had yep. to buy, immediately buy a sixty, and I have a thirty that I could probably give away with your contest or something because I don't need it. Thank you. So so what we're doing is we partnered with with Destiny FOMO and UniKeep, and there's going to be five winners. So the first place winner is going to win a brand new Nintendo Switch console. And this is open to any region, mind you. So you're going to win a console. You're going to win a 60 cartridge holder, Unikeep binder. And you're going to win a copy of Tiny Troopers. So that's that Walmart US exclusive. Then the second place, there's going to be four winners. They're each going to get a DX. So that's the 60 cartridge case binder. And inside, there's either going to be... There's going to be three Tiny Troopers and one Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. So we're going to close them up, nice. ship them out. So one person will get Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and the other three will get Tiny Troopers. And you're going to do it so randomly? It's going to be random. Oh, that's super cool. And so I'm really, so I'm really hoping whoever wins, and I'll, I'll mention this on Twitter, that they please share because we're really interested to see who's going to win. This contest is going until next Tuesday, so we just launched it today. You've got plenty of time to enter. It's super simple. Um, all of the information, it's the pin post on my Twitter channel right now. Yep. Uh, so please enter. There's some daily entry ways, so you can keep adding, um, you know, your entry points into it. But yeah, it's a great contest. It's partnered with a great person, Destiny FOMO, a great company with UniKeep. And if you want to know more about UniKeep, head on over to JP Switch Mania on YouTube because we did a video review, a very short five to six minute video review of the cases. I think you'll find it really enjoyable. We made it to be a, a fun infomercial kind of review. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing that I now, just recently... Now I, I will say though... Yes. I absolutely entered in the contest, and if I win, 
we are going to give it away on the playcast. Okay. Because that's awesome. Yeah, because like and like if I get tiny troopers, I actually don't have tiny troopers. But if it ends up being the Pokemon or and I don't need the cases, so yep. I will give anything that I don't have away. Um, I don't need an extra <laughs> switch because I'm getting a switch life for my daughter. So um, nice, nice. That being said, though, how about let's do this too. Uh, the first person, the next person to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts that says, Switch Mania is the best with an exclamation point, I'll <laughs> mail them. All you got to do is hit me up on any IM or PM or email, and I will mail you my 31 that I don't need. <laughs> like, about, so you, about, you will get that. <laughs> how about we add up the ante just a little? Uh-oh. And, so so and right I'm now gonna... we have a 30 case. What else do we So have? we're going to so the first person to leave us a written review like Jeffrey mentioned will get a case and a copy of Tiny Troopers. Oh, there we go. So you can bypass my contest completely. Just listen to this podcast, listen to this exact moment, pause it. Pause it. Go right on now. over. Go. Pause it right now. You can't even hear what I'm saying right now because you paused it already, and or you're you going can to leave that. Just open a new review. browser while you continue to listen. And right now, as oh, we're that's talking, true. You're already leaving it, and you can you can be the winner. You'll be the first and, one. And all you have to do is take a screenshot and just tag us on Twitter, so we know that you know you left it, and we know what your handle is, yeah. so we can contact you, and you'll get the case and a brand new Tiny Troopers for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, from because, Wired Productions. Because I literally have a 30 case. Now, I did modify mine where I added two extra cartridge slots. Because they had, like, a, in the 31, there was a bunch of slits for um, micro SD cards, which I didn't need. So mm -hmm. I, I actually custom modified and added two extra slots for, for games. So it's a custom Hagen's Alley modification. Oh, nice. I don't even have that. <laughs> so, and it is the, I want to say it's the one that just says video games, like something he posted with the contest. I think it's the red and black Switch case. Yeah. And what's really awesome with Unikeep is they're doing custom covers now on their website, yeah. or they're going to be opening it up very soon. So if you have a logo, like maybe JP Switch Mania, I can make custom covers which i think is awesome or the switch collector we could do switch collector switch mania playcast we're gonna be everywhere everywhere you take your switch in your games you'll see our faces our logos i mean we might be able to partner with unikeep and and do it as an add-on for the kickstarter campaign if you i think that's a great idea and i think we're gonna definitely gonna be reaching out to them now about that yeah um and after jp gets done with his pickups we can actually go over a little bit about updates and information on the switch collector kickstarter because we've had some major progress on that last week so go ahead and let's mm -hmm. hear about what you have for pickups first before we dive. okay so the first one is giga wrecker alt it's the best buy cover uh from limited run games so this is a game by game freak and rising star games so i did buy the collector edition through limited run games and then i picked up my best buy copy with their cover so I got that one. Nice. The second game I got is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. And <laughs> I was really hoping to play this over the weekend. I didn't get a chance to. But so far, everyone that's been playing it has been really enjoying it. Super they say positive. This, yeah, super positive. I think the the gameplay length is around the 7 to 8 hour mark is what I've been seeing. So I think that's a great length for the story. And then I think there's just 
a high level of replayability to unlock the character skills. They're going to be adding DLC content, uh, new characters. So I think this is going to be a game that's going to be going on for a long time. I and, do love that yeah. series. And basically, the Switch Mania Playcast will be the catalyst that gets me to buy it right now because it's AAA titles that I don't have time for right now. I'm waiting on. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this could be the the first game where we would play it together. Yeah. Which I think is more than enough reason to uh, jump in on this game. So it, it's out. It's by Koei Temko and Team Ninja. So they just make great kind of like um, wave after wave, you know, hordes of fighting kind of games. So, yeah, this is awesome. So I picked that one up. The next one I got, um, I guess I double dipped a little, but it's Cyvaria Delta. It's the regular edition that was sold in retail because last week I had gotten the limited launch edition that was sold directly through Dispatch Games' website with the foil cover, and this is the regular cover. So it's non-foil, but everything else is the same, and I really like the company, so happy to support them. Yep. And the next game is now we're moving into our EU releases. So the first one is Redeemer Enhanced Edition. And this is a game that I haven't seen a lot of people showing that they picked it up. So I don't know if this one is maybe flying under the radar. What is Redeemer? Yeah, so Redeemer is an explosive top-down action shooter in which you fight your way through hordes of opponents in a variety of different ways. Whether by sneaking, punching, or sabotaging, your creativity is given free reign or in deciding how to obliterate your enemies. So it looks like, from the screenshots, like a top-down, gauntlet-style game. Yes. The character looks to be taken right of, like, God of War, but with a gun. Yep. Um, I mean, he has a big old gray beard and a hammer, and like it looks really interesting. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's by Sabaka and Buka, hmm. um, published by Raven's Court. And what's interesting, it says whether it's fist, hammers, or firearms, in Vasily's hands, they're bad news for his opponents. Play alone or in local co-op mode by turning your living room into an arena. And the voices is English or Russian. Hmm. So I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be playing this in Russian with English subtitles <laughs> because I'm sure that's how it was meant to be. And it just sounds awesome. Um, so I got Redeemer. So that one I got off of, um, I believe this one was Amazon UK. Uh, very reasonable price. So it looks fun. And we're actually doing a review for our website. So stay tuned for JP Switch Mania review coming soon. Nice. Um, so the next game, same one you got, was Wolverblade. So that's the 18th title from oh, Super yeah. Rare Games. And what's really awesome with this one, and they've only done this a few times, but it has an outer slip cover that goes over the case. But it's, it's um I don't want to say it's foil, but it's like shiny. And it really pops under the light. And it looks awesome. It does look uh, really cool. Yeah, like the blood like just really just shines on the axe. And I just noticed it as I'm like going back and forth in my hands with it. Uh, but yeah, this... this Another solid release from Super Rare Games. Nice. Um, okay, so moving on to Germany. This is going to sound weird. I bought Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And <laughs> the other strange thing is it's not the first time I bought a German cover of or a German copy of this game. And the reason I bought it initially is because Yoshi is not on the cover. They took him out because of the USK rating of the size of it. So Yoshi is not on the left-hand side that you'll see in the US and the EU cover. So <laughs> that was the first time I bought it. The reason I got it again is because in Media Mart, which is another retailer, there was a, I don't know if this was a store incentive or whatnot, but they have an outer slip paper cover that has a little um, fold that opens up. And even though it's in German, it talks about what is Super Smash Brothers. It talks about the fighter pass. It talks about the online membership. Um, 
but it's just an outer slip cover that just looked really cool, and I hadn't seen it anywhere else. So a member on Twitter reached out to me, told me that he saw this this um, this cover on the slip cover, and he wanted to know if I wanted. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I love these kind of little pieces like this. So now I have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate a second time from Germany. Uh, <laughs> you got a sickness, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give this one away because it does support English, so it's fully playable. I don't know about downloading the content if that's going to be an issue if you're not using an EU account, but I don't know. You know, when the Switch is all said and done, I'm going to look at my shelf and be like, wow, I have like these really cool pieces from around the world, and to me that, that means a lot. Um, so the very last game I got was an Asia release. It's Caladrius Blaze. It is a shmup. And I got this through Play Asia because they had the multi-language edition, so it has English subtitles. But what's really cool is through Play Asia, it came with a steel slipcover. So if you remember the launch edition of uh, Shining Resonance Refrain that came out a while ago last year, mm-hmm. the launch edition had the steel slipcover, and it's exactly like that. It's really nicely done. It's got um, the characters on the front and back. It has the name of the game on the spine, and then the game slides in through the other side. And I, like I said, I love these kind of goodies, these launch edition bonuses. Um, the game itself is pretty well known. It's and a bullet hell shoot 'em up. So yeah. like, like there's bullets everywhere. It looks like it's multiplayer, which means that's super it is. interesting. Yeah. Yep, it supports two players, and it oh says my. epic story narrated with more than 15 characters, the advent of a new shooter era at an unprecedented scale, show your true self, fully ported arcade version, massive stages. Um, so yeah, it's you know what? It's another import game that we're probably not going to see physical in the U.S. It supports English, cool steel slipcover. What's not to like about this? So those were my pickups so far, but the week's not done yet. It's true. And you notice I only said eight games, and those keen listeners will know. But I got State of Mind in this week, so that's ninth. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the ninth game, obviously, that I got in the game of the week. I got it in Friday, by the way. So ordering it on Wednesday after. After the pod, the playcast, after the podcast recording, I got it in Friday morning. Mm, like, okay, nice. And you had time to play it. Basically less than, like, basically a little bit over 24 hours. That's that's pretty fast. <laughs> it's pretty fast. Um, So, shall we delve into the Switch book update? Yeah, let's do it. So, so, um, so I finished going through the entire book. Adding in all of the players for the game, for each mm-hmm. game. So I added um, TV mode, tabletop mode, handheld mode, and whether it supports online. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be something that I'm probably going to do a live stream uh, in the future where JP and I and some of the community, whoever comes in tunes on, um, will go over all the games to make sure because some of the stuff on the back of the box is listed as supporting online and mm-hmm. I don't know for a fact if it's online compatible or if it's just like you need online to download the content. Right. So not sure with some of the games. Um I found out a lot of cool information doing it though. A lot of games that I wasn't tracking got like updates post launch that added lots of different modes and playability and things that aren't even correct on the back of the box now some single player mm-hmm. games are multiplayer now like there's there's some really cool stuff that the book is going to feature 
that even those that just bought the game aren't going to know about unless you've literally are playing the game all the time. Right. So That's awesome. I mean, to me, as many must have things that we can add to the Switch collector is going to be the, the key. Um, mm-hmm. His first volume is going to be, you know, just the first year. Um, but the idea is, is that if it's successful and everybody supports it, the next one will cover the next year in the campaign, but it may be two books for the next mm-hmm. year because the, you know, 2018, and I told JP of the, uh, PM, I actually have it all templated out, um, knowledge base, just the text. I have all the games out there and we're going from like 90 games to 280 or something. Like, That's so insane. it's a lot more games for the next full year. And, you know, we're going from March to March because when it yep. is launched, we're doing a full year. Um, we're not just doing 2017, but it's, you know, March 2017 to um, March. F- it's literally March 1st is when the last games are released each year. So mm-hmm. technically it doesn't go to the anniversary date. But um, but still really cool on um, the digital only games the idea number one is to add everything and then something like blaster master zero that you know limited run games did announce that they're going to do i'm going to mention it in the text but going to leave it in the book as a digital only release at the time because mm-hmm. um, it was digital only for two years like that's a long time and We'll cover it again the year it's released, so that way, like it gets it gets double coverage, um, and it makes for some interesting, uh, interesting tidbits and information and things. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what they're going to add, and we can talk more about the collector's edition and the collectability with the physical release when it comes out later, like in a different. Oh, so I mean, um, the other thing that I did was is I started templating the Kickstarter campaign page. Um, those of you that aren't aware, like you can start creating a Kickstarter page really early. Um, and so basically I started formulating like how it's going to look. I started sending pictures to JP, started getting excited. Um, <laughs> cause it, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm... it looks awesome. Like, it's... can I back it already or what? <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is, is that once I get to a stable state, cause right now there's a lot more that I want to do with it. Um, Mm -hmm. But once I get everything on the page that I want, we're going to share it with the community because you can go on here, onto this page, leave comments if you have any ideas, thoughts, and then you can click the little heart that says remind me. And when you click that heart, when the project goes live, you're going to get an update on the app on your phone, get an email that the Switch Collector is live, and you can be one of the first ones because we do have some early bird tiers that we're going to have. We're going to have an early bird tier that's going to be $10 cheaper for the book for the first 100 backers of the book. So Oh, that's going to go fast. <laughs> yeah, and so like literally I'm doing that because you know those that are supporting quick, um I mm-hmm. want you because it's going to help us build a lot of steam which is more people are going to be able to see it. So I right. will pay that forward and you know you that that is the book only though tier. The other tiers that are here, the other collector items are going mm-hmm. to be um, available. And a lot of this is going to be campaign only. So some of this stuff, like, I'm not going to be offering for pre-order after. Um, right. And so I've, I've started to putting some of the, the full spreads on the page. Um, I actually updated the page since I sent a, a copy over to JP to check out. and Because I wrote 
the review for Blaster Master Zero uh, yesterday, so that's actually correct on the page now. A full mm-hmm. review of Blaster Master Zero. Um, so basically the tiers, so people can get their heads around it on the playcast. We're going to have a PDF version for those who just want to view it digitally. Um, mm-hmm. and all backers will get a PDF version of the game, of the book afterward, because my thoughts are the more people that enjoy it, the better. Um, mm-hmm. and so then the hardcover book, um, each one is going to come with a bookmark ribbon in the book. Um, the first one is going to be a, I'm going to let the backers vote. Um, whether they want to be teal, like the switch color of the controller teal, or red. Um, nice. Whichever one they want first. Um, because there's a stretch goal to get the second one, and then there'll be two bookmark ribbons to match the switch Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. Which I think is going to be cool. Um, so it's going to be the hardcover book, bookmark ribbon, PDF, access to all backer updates, and your name in the book. Um, oh, nice. All of them get their name in the book, because that's, that's awesome putting a Kickstarter backer section. Um, and you can put whatever name you want. Typically, I'll use whatever your backer name is, as long as it's like a name on um, on Kickstarter. Um, now, the next one is the contributor tier. So, I mean, the book is going to be $40. Uh, the early bird, you'll get a $10 cheaper. Uh, but $40 is like cheaper than anybody else is doing books. And it's because I'm the publisher. Not having to pay anybody. You are directly <laughs> supporting Hagen's Alley Books. Like, there's no Amazon fees in there. So I can do the books like $20 cheaper and still get the same amount of support from it. So I pay it forward. And, like, if you've noticed some of my earlier Kickstarters, like my Complete NES, I think I had to charge, like, $70 for the same size book as we're offering here. And that mm-hmm. was – and I was making, like, barely enough to print it. And it was it was crazy. So this is going to allow me to pay it forward. The other thing that I need to mention now is that I am subsidizing shipping. Um, so I'm going to pay the extra shipping costs on my side. So to the UK, wow. it's like 60 bucks to ship a book. Um, I think I'm going to charge like a lot less, mm-hmm. like maybe 20 to $40. I haven't completely decided but it's going to be a lot cheaper because i don't want people to pay more for the daggone shipping than the book right right oh yeah absolutely it's messed up to have to do that and to me paying for subsidizing it on my side like because if the book is successful i'm i'm okay to to pay that forward um let me look exactly on here right now um, I think I'm doing so. I'm doing thirty dollars for shipping across the world, and it's going to ch- it's going to cost like sixty to go to like Australia or Europe. So that is not going to be the case when you pre-order it later from like Shopify or somewhere like mm-hmm. that. I'm gonna have to charge the exact amount until I can, and if I can get the books to Amazon, because sometimes I try to get the books to Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. my latest one had, didn't make it because I ran out of books. Like, I think I have 20 hidden gaming gems left. 20. Wow. People don't know that. I don't post the stock on my, my store, but like some of the other books, I have a lot of books left. The ones that are on Amazon, this one I don't. So mm-hmm. it may be the case with the switch collector. So back it on the Kickstarter, support on the Kickstarter to get the, the benefit of the shipping where we're going to actually subsidize it on our side. Um, just to pay it forward for supporting the Kickstarter. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So then the contributor tier is at $70. So you get to contribute your story to the book. So you can either write a game review, 
You can choose a digital-only title that's not covered. I'm going to post a link to a list of all the digital-only books, digital-only games were included in the book, um, or write your Nintendo Switch story. Um, there'll be a section for backers within in the back of the book where we're going to have all the stories featured. I feel like it turned out real well in the upcoming Virtual Boy book that is currently being in, it's in production, being printed right now. It'll be, it'll be shipping soon. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like that looked, that worked awesome. So, um, and that being said too, is that we are going to have some JP switch mania polls, um, for your favorite digital only games from the year. Cause I covered as many cool ones as I knew about and mm-hmm. as many recommendations as we've had from the Facebook switch physical collector community. Um, there's still probably some awesome games out there that we, we may not have covered. So I will happily play more awesome games on the switch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so then we have the wooden cartridge chest. So it's basically a hand stained by me and glossed wooden treasure box with uh, felt in the inside of it where you can put your switch games in there. So mm-hmm. if you're like me and you have your cases displayed, I don't have the games in my in my cases on my display. They're actually mm-hmm. out of the case and they're inside. I use the Switch cartridge chest myself already. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to allow choice of either black stain or red stain. So that way I have access to both. Um, so And then it'll also have uh, Switch collector logos on it. Nice. So yeah, it'll have the you know the Nintendo Switch cases that we had custom drawn and all that on there too to make it look really cool. And I'll have pictures of all of this on the campaign, by the way. Um, and that one is going to be for I think it's thirty dollars more um, than the contributor tier. So it's like a thirty extra dollars or forty extra dollars. Um, the then I have the Kickstarter limited edition. Which is going to be a wooden slipcase that I've done for the. I'm doing it for the complete Virtual Boy. We're gonna do one for the Switch Collector, and I want to get a standard thing that we do for each volume of the book, so that way it all lines up perfectly on the shelf. Nice. And it's only gonna be created for this campaign, so it's Kickstarter limited edition. I will typically have one to two extra ones just in case something gets damaged. Mm-hmm. but that's it so there's only going to be a couple extra so that'll be for backers of this campaign um now keep in mind these are all separate tiers so mm-hmm. it will it will all unveil itself the um and that one is i think 60 dollars more than just the book um 20 more than the wooden one and then um the custom switch arcade and that one mm-hmm. is amazing. We've seen JP seen pictures of it. Um, oh yeah, you literally can put the switch screen inside of the arcade. It's made of solid wood with actual molding, arcade, real arcade molding on it. Cutouts for both Joy Cons. Um, it's going to be one hundred sixty dollars for that tier, which you get the book with that too. Oh, that's awesome! So it's like super affordable. Um, oh yeah, literally charging what the people charge me to 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 make it that's what i'm charging for the campaign because it's helping mm-hmm. promote what they do too um and again you get the arcade the hardcover book with the bookmark ribbon pdf access to backer updates your name in the book and then um the everything tier if you want everything including the wooden cartridge chest the limited edition slipcase 
um, the custom Switch Arcade, all of that stuff. That's 260 for everything, and that's like at cost. So wow. it's crazy. Um, the other thing that we're going to have is goodies. So um, the artist, which is Rusty Shackles, is doing a high-quality poster print that you can add on to your pledge. It's not going to be a tier. But you can add mm-hmm. it on separately. So you have to pledge X amount of dollars over your pledge. You can get a poster print. Um, we're, I'm going to talk with JP, and we're probably going to have a couple different sticker sets that people nice. can get. Um, we haven't decided on designs, but that's part of what we want to de- decide here in the next couple months. Um, there's going to be a, a T-shirt uh, for a Switch Collector T-shirt um, with literally just the awesome art that Rusty Shackles did of the characters popping with the Joy-Con. Um mm-hmm. And then there's stretch goals. So basically, I am not asking for a ton to make this book happen. Um, the amount that we're asking for is going to be 10, 10 grand, which does minimal print of a small amount of books. The mm-hmm. more people back, the more books I can print, which helps grow the whole thing, helps grow my whole company, allows you to support directly. And the, the books go further, which gives me more books to take around and be able to sell, which is awesome. Um, so when we, so the first stretch goal is going to be end sheet printing. End sheet printing means printing on the inside of the book covers with some awesome art. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and I'm doing only for stretch goals. I'm just adding stuff to the books. Um, the next stretch goal is a second bookmark. So we get both the teal and the red bookmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one that's awesome is the premium slipcase mm. tier. So I've done some premium slipcases for the complete SNES Definitive Edition and for the Hidden Gaming Gems books. And what I'm going to offer for the stretch goal is every book gets the premium slipcase. Oh, <laughs> That's so awesome. If, if it hits that amount, um, and the thing is, is I put some arbitrary amounts. I got to check financially if that's feasible at that mm-hmm. level. Um, if I can make that happen, that would be the only thing that's going to change is why I'm not seeing the amounts of the stretch goals right now because that amount may change. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, in my, um, you know, being a graphic designer um, hobbyist, I am using Wonder Boy as my stretch goal picture, which it looks, cool. <laughs> it looks super cool. So it's the it's the shopkeep. <laughs> so it looks super cool and then of course i have a question mark for that um mm-hmm. and the thing is is that like my top stretch goal is the most i've earned from previous campaigns this could blow things out of the water if people are supporting and get excited and then we'll get creative and that's where jp and i have to get super creative as to what we want to do for stretch goals because we're going to pay it forward if you all support and, and, and oh absolutely um so let me get off my soapbox here with this. So we can continue on. <laughs> you, that, that got you didn't even mention the tier where I will personally record the the jingle for people. <laughs> I'll even customize it with your name. Oh, I think that. I mean, that alone, I think it's just going to sell right out. Hey, you know what? If you get the everything tier, JP is going to do jingles for you. There, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now, yeah. you just watch you add that watch how quickly that tear just sells out just goes snap <laughs> <laughs> so um there was a surprisingly let's let's continue off the playcast um there was yeah. a lot of news this week there was i got I at have, least you, four big things okay i don't know if they're the same things that i i have oh, jotted down a couple have to be but um yeah we'll go over mine and then if i miss anything you can uh sweep up my my uh my slacking 
that sounds good. Um, so the first one is uh, the ongoing and beginning since last week lawsuit regarding the Joy-Con drift. Yep. And Nintendo responded in the most <laughs> Nintendo-like fashion ever, which actually they responded quicker than I thought. Because first they gave a generic like, oh, we uh, we know there's an issue. Um, right. But now Nintendo is offering to repair any broken Joy-Cons for free and reimburse any previous repairs they have done to, be, to Joy-Cons as well without proof of receipt. So if Nintendo is fixed your Joy-Cons in the past and charged you money, which is what they did, um, they'll reimburse you, which is awesome of them. And yeah. then if you have any issues with Joy-Con drifts, you can actually contact them, and um, and they will repair for free. Um, I haven't had a, a super like issue with Joy-Con drift. I noticed it in Tumble Seed, but I haven't noticed it with any other games, but I do use like a third party with the d-pad for for my main plane on the switch so mm-hmm. that could be why um the one thing i was gonna say if nintendo like before nintendo did this i was gonna say there was an online petition um i would recommend against doing an online petition against nintendo because like i'm a fan of nintendo um and if you ever want to be involved with them at any time, like you don't want your name tied to something <laughs> that they're trying to sue them for, I would just yeah. recommend against like going against the company you support. Um, that that being said, like if you felt wronged, that's not an issue, and you can absolutely do that. I just I know I personally didn't didn't sign the petition because I was like, well, um, you know, it's not a good idea to go up against a company that I I, I like and enjoy. <laughs> Um, that being said, though, the petition obviously worked, and Nintendo is now um, supporting, which is going to cost them a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I, I can't imagine a lot of people sending in Joy-Cons now, too, that maybe weren't thinking about it. But like me, I, I had that drifting issue with the left Joy-Con, and all I did was, after trying, you know, looking online, trying to fix it, and I couldn't, I just swapped it out, and I put that Joy-Con back in the box. Now I may just ship it in and get it fixed. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to, and I, I bet they're exactly. not going to fix it, but just probably send replacements, um, which yeah. hopefully they are fixed ones. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if those fixed ones have different parts, which means it's like a different version of the Joy-Con, too. Right. For collectors, that's, that's interesting. There might be multiple versions of Joy-Cons to collect. Well, now I don't know if I want to give mine away. That's the launch edition one that I had. Correct. Like, you yeah, don't maybe know. Maybe I'll just keep it. You don't maybe know. Maybe I'll just I I have every single Joy-Con color set. I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's to say though? Um, yeah. So interesting. Um, Crash Team Racing was given an update where it's going to utilize the Switch's quote-unquote boost mode that they have that they've allowed um, developers to use, mm-hmm. and it apparently significantly cuts down all the long load times that it had initially oh that's nice um, i didn't know my that. question is is what is the battery drain on something when these companies start using boost mode because it essentially overclocks the switches processors and in you know it's it's hardware to overperform and typically when you overclock something it utilizes more power so if you're playing a game in handheld mode and it's using this boost mode is it going to cut down the battery life that's a question right, right there Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody asking these kind of questions. So that would be an interesting thing for someone to test is like, all right, so here's CTR and here's it post update where it uses boost mode and it changes my battery life. If it doesn't, that would be interesting too is like, how are they optimizing it then? 
Right. Because you you would assume that utilizing boost mode would would heavily tax the CPU. Um. So um, the next one that I have is uh, Switch Online. Um, the newest update, it had a couple of games like Wrecking Crew and Donkey Kong 3, which, again, they're going with the black box releases. Um, mm-hmm. Classic arcade games and stuff. But um, it added a rewind feature to the games. So I don't know if you're tracking this, but Switch Online now allows you to rewind your Nintendo games while you're playing. They didn't have that before? No, they just had oh, a, wow. you okay. could save state. You could save your state. Oh, okay. so now, I love rewind features in games. If you hold, so now it, it's interesting because it's not like an emulator where it's in real time or like on a laser display where you're rewinding and you can see it back pedal. So you mm-hmm. hit ZL and ZR together and then it, it goes down and you see a bunch of screenshots and you literally hit left and it goes back a few seconds at a time. So I was playing Double Dragon 2, and I was kneeing guys and doing stuff, and then I hit it, and I was going back, and I could see like right before I hit him and try to try to time it again and try to hit him again. Um, so it's an interesting way to do the rewind, where it just like kind of takes a snapshot of the world every couple seconds, is what mm-hmm. it's essentially doing, and it allows you to back up. Um, I haven't tested to see if there's like a max amount of these snapshots that it does while you're playing. I, I assume it caps out at a certain amount. Um but it's interesting that they added that. Um, it will greatly simplify every game going forward, though, because if you make a mistake, all you got to do is back up to before you made the mistake and continue on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally going to make every game beatable. On the which is what which is what I want to do with games. I just want to be able to play through the story, and that's why <laughs> I love features like that. It's like you know, give me the option that I can try it on my own, and if I can't, let me try it again, and you know, over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like without having to reload i should say and and go back a certain amount like you know with a save state more just like oh i missed that jump rewind now i can jump the right way i'm on an opposite boat where i like to earn <laughs> my progression when it comes to it no, but no. Admitted, I don't time for that anymore. Ad- admittedly though like you said we don't really have the time so i see that as a benefit and here's the thing if you don't like it don't use it like i i've always said that there's no issue with having more features in a game. Like, okay, they have an easy mode or they have a rewind function. Well, play it in normal. Don't rewind. Like, you can do what you want to earn your progression the way you want to. So, yeah. why not, right? Um, the last piece that I have is um, there were some new Switch Lite details. Um, so, basically, it's talking about the transfer of information and mm-hmm. there's going to be a primary system and non-primary system. And basically, you can send save data using a transfer, so like a system-to-system transfer. Mm-hmm. Or if you have Nintendo Online, you can download the cloud saves from your console, your primary, to your new non-primary systems. Um, in order to do the transfer, you need an adapter from a Type A to Type C for and and um or no no belay that um the transfer will be done online or done with the ir local internet type deal um Mm -hmm. there also is you're going to need an adapter for accessories that's where the adapter comes in Um, i wrote Mm -hmm. it all in one block of text um so basically you need an adapter from a type a to a type c usb in order for your accessories to work 
Oh, okay. So, like, the Type-C adapter is the one that you use to charge your Switch. Yep. So it seems like that is going to be your accessory port on the Switch Lite. And you'll have to get a, a Type-A, like, USB, so you could plug in, say, your 8-bit dough controllers and things like that that mm-hmm. natively are supported by the by the Switch. Um, because you're not going to have the, the dock or anything else that, you know, communicates with your with your Switch anymore. Right. So that's another well, interesting thing is you have to have an adapter, in other words. And that's what I did for – I wanted – so I was having problems with lag with the Tyco drum when I had it docked because I, I – you know, it's a USB cable, so I plugged it in, and I just couldn't sync it right where I would hit the drum and it would hit the beat. So I wanted to do it directly in portable mode, so I bought that adapter, the USB, like the A to C, mm-hmm. and it worked beautifully. So I always figured that's kind of how it would go with the, the Switch Lite is you could use the same kind of adapter. And that was uh, a confirmation, too, which is awesome. Yes, yeah, so I like that. Mm-hmm. So what did I miss with news? Sure. So my stuff is more physical, you know, physical games and whatnot. Oh, but, that game releases is another section no, no, of it. No, 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 no. I mean, well, that that is one, but that's not what I want to bring up first. Something that just got announced tonight right before we aired is that in Japan, they just announced a new uh, limited edition uh, Nintendo Switch console. Nice. It's, it's the well, it's the Disney Tsum Tsum. Uh, <laughs> Not console. nice. It is nice. <laughs> if you're a Disney fan, I looked at it. It's really cool. I have it open here, which isn't loading right now. But what's really awesome is the dock <laughs> has loading spe- right now. <laughs> I had I had the page open, and you know, of course, it doesn't want to load when I'm talking. But I'll I'll start I'll start uh, talking and then maybe oh yeah there it is so what it is is it's going to be coming out on October 10th in Japan as of right now I haven't heard of it anywhere else it's going to have purple and pink Joy Cons and I don't know if these are going to be sold separately but what's really cool is on the dock and the Joy Cons itself there are designs on it so it says Tsum Tsum on the dock itself it has little hearts and stars and um, the Tsum Tsum characters of Mickey and and Minnie. I think a Stitch and somebody else. But what's really awesome, I mean, I like this a lot, is that on the right Joy-Con where the home button is, there's a Mickey, there's Mickey Mouse, Mouse head. Yeah. yeah. Like, like my wife is not going to let me not get that. It's, this oh, is I mean, bad. This is not I, good. I told Shanna, <laughs> it, it's, it's coming out on her birthday. I'm like, happy early birthday. It may be for me, but it's really for you because I wanted you to have your own Switch and now what better one to do than the Disney Tsum Tsum? And what's awesome? Sell the Joy Cons separately because I'm not buying a full Switch. Like I need yeah. the Joy Cons for my wife. See, I, nor- I normally wouldn't unless the dock and the console itself has special designs. And right now, the dock does. It, it does. sounded like the it does sound like the back of the console does as well. But they haven't shown pictures. But they did confirm that this is the new model with the longer battery life, which is nice. All I guess um, is well played, Disney. Well played. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's going to come with the game. And also, uh, for a limited time, it's going to come with a costume, a four costume DLC code, I guess, to unlock some costumes in the game. Yeah, I don't know the, the game price. is going to be more kid oriented, of course. It'll be aimed towards child, oh, yeah. children. Yes. Yeah. It's Stitch, Mickey, Minnie, and Winnie the Pooh. Okay, so those are the four costumes, and those are also the four characters that are on the dock itself. Nice. Um, 
They don't have a price yet, at least that I saw. So once more information gets revealed, I'm going to obviously post a link right after I pre-order mine. I'm really hoping that Play Asia gets it. Um, Amazon Japan most likely will. Play Asia tends to get them as well because they did get the Dragon Quest one. So there'll be multiple places where if you want to import it, you should easily be able to. But stay tuned because that just got announced tonight, just like maybe an hour before we we started nice. recording. Um, so and then, then if you want to wait, yeah. So for the games, the only thing I wrote down, because I know you cover everything else, is I wrote down Vasara Strictly Limited was announced. Yes. So Strictly Limited announced a new game, which looks awesome. Uh, it's opening up pre-orders this weekend. So for Eastern Standard Time, that's going to be, if it. I have to double check the times, but in the past, it's always been 6 p.m. Saturday night for the first batch. 12 p.m., so noon on Sunday for the second batch. I believe it should be the same. I'll double-check, and I'll obviously post the links on my Twitter page, and then I'll also update the weekly release post. Um, but just to let everybody know, there's going to be a regular and a collector's edition. Uh, with the collector's edition, there's going to be only 1,500 copies, so it's actually a pretty small run. It's going to come with the game, a manual, an art book, a soundtrack CD, a sticker sheet, a large A2 poster, which is a 16-inch by 23-inch, and in their collector boxes that we've seen with their previous releases. So, so JP, I think how do you know that when it says on their website the collector's edition content will be revealed Thursday the 25th, and right now we're recording this on the 24th? Well, if you scroll down, it says the collector edition contains these items, so I don't know if there's <laughs> more stuff, but it's there. And That's here's the awesome so thing. so funny that it did <laughs> and here's the cool thing um it says that this is a pre-order we expect this game to ship between august and september so it's not that long of a lead time for this one um as long as there's no delays but yeah that's pretty awesome so that like is 50 dollars or 50 euro for the uh collection that's super affordable yeah and that's that they've been pretty they've been very all reasonable that, with all but, that content that's super reasonable that's yeah and i want to bang for your buck and then just to let you know, the regular edition is going to be 29.99 euros, limited to 2,500 copies, and it should be coming with the manual as well, I believe. Um, yep, game manual. So that's what you get if you want to go that route. Uh, but yeah, that that opens up this weekend. But there's actually one other game that I don't know if you saw, but it's one that um, definitely made its way around, you know, the the collector circle, and it's Oninaki, Square Enix. European store opened up an exclusive pre-order for the physical edition because previously we thought that it was only going to be a Japan release that was multi-language that it was confirmed so it would support English. Hmm. Um, my contact at Square Enix back when this game was first announced during a direct had told me there was not going to be a North American physical release. We Sounds also like took your sources are liars. <laughs> well, no, There's because North be America North America is not getting it um, yeah. as of now. Europe, Europe, we didn't think was going to, and then it turns out that they're getting an exclusive online store um, version. So it's limited to 3,000 copies, which is the minimum print run in Europe. It's available for pre-order. The problem is it will not ship to the U.S. without a forwarder or a friend. So if you want a physical and you don't want to import it from Japan, you got to know somebody or use a forwarder. So now, the reason it's interesting I that it's like the type of game it is, it looks like a almost an action RPG with graphics from, like, the 3DS or or Nintendo DS, like, Final Fantasy IV Remake. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like to me, is, like, it has that over-art, um, like, over 
centralized or however I want I don't even know how I'm trying to say it um <laughs> characteristics for the for the character like they're over anime but they're like pixel not pixelized um I don't know like basically polygonal like I don't they have big heads and the art looks like kind of like how Final Fantasy went from the beautiful art of all the cutscenes to the like the different polygonal that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. But it looks just like Final Fantasy IV when it was ported over to the, the DS. Yeah. And if you're interested in the game, there is a demo on the eShops right now. And what's nice is the data will carry over to the full version. Nice. So so if you want to try it out, you can. Um, so the reason I still believe that we're not getting a U.S. release is because the way that people found out about the, the U.K. exclusive was Square Enix U.K. has sent out an uh, email to anyone on their subscriber list saying, limited you know, physical edition now available. Today, Square Enix U.S. sent out a very similar one, and it was like, oh, pre-order the download the digital version and get exclusive pre-order item like a sword in the digital copy with no mention of a physical and i would have thought that with the game coming out i believe in august now would have been the time that u.s probably should have announced the uh physical release so i still believe we're not going to see one in the u.s which is just to me it's odd at this point that two regions are getting it and we're not but there there's the news um and if you want it you got to import it weird and like yeah it'll be interesting to see if that's completely published by square or if it's going to be a nintendo published one like some of the other square games right it looks like it's gonna be straight square though from from this mm-hmm. like, wow. and those are my those are my two things i picked up i was surprised that we didn't get to talk about a nintendo pro or a new nintendo i thought we'd go three weeks in a row but no i guess, guess i know i guess nintendo's done now <laughs> yeah it's been an interesting week and um I would say it's a good point, time to wrap it up. We're actually at a decent time this week. Yeah, we're doing we're getting better at this. Getting better, people. We're not trying to, <laughs> to be as long winded as we have in the past. Even though I went on my soapbox for a little bit about the the book, but I'm no, excited okay. about the book right now. Oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, episode twelve of the Switch Mania Playcast. Um. Uh. Basically, you can find me uh, at HagensAlley.com. Uh, anywhere on social media is Hagen Zally. Um, I'm all over the place. And this weekend, I will be at Classic Game Fest in Austin, Texas. I'm awesome. I'm going to be doing a panel with a fellow author, Brett Wise, who's done lots of classic books alongside me. Um, mm-hmm. And we both do a visual representation of different types of systems. Um, so we're going to be talking about producing physical content in a digital age um which is awesome because you know i'm all about physical collecting and creating cool stuff for you know to preserve history that's what i like doing um so we'll be doing that and then in two weeks i will be at game on expo in phoenix arizona uh supporting my buddy gamester 81 and his convention out there so i'm gonna be busy the next few weeks here um a lot of a lot of traveling Fortunately, we record on Wednesdays, and I'll be here each Wednesday. Awesome. <laughs> right here, recording <laughs> the Switch Mania Playcast. <laughs> and you? So we're, yeah. So you can find me always on Twitter, uh, JP Switch Mania. We do 
just everything Nintendo Switch physical related and some digital stuff too. We run a lot of contests now, as you've probably noticed if you've been following me. We're giving away a Switch a week, most likely for the rest of the year, with some bigger plans as we near the 10K follower count. I mean, we are past 9,200 now. And I, you, what? Yeah, we're so close. close. And, and announced here right this minute, I haven't shared this anywhere else. One of our next contests, we've partnered with Limited Run Games. Oh no! You're in so we're we're supplying the system. They're supplying the games. Which games those are? That's a surprise. But there'll be multiple winners. It's going to be an awesome giveaway. It's coming soon. Uh, so definitely give me a follow if you're not already. And if you are, then just stay tuned. But in the meantime, we mentioned it. We have a Unique Keep giveaway going on right now. We had a super rare games complete card set for Machinarium and Wolverblade that I was doing, and then I'm going to announce the winner shortly. So I do a lot of giveaways. I my motto is a switch in everybody's hand, and if I can help you get a game or just introduce you to the switch, I mean to me that's just very fulfilling, and I'm happy to have that opportunity. On YouTube, JP Switchmania, we do unboxings of collector editions. So if you don't want to open them up, I'll do it for you. We have Instagram, JP Switchmania, where I just post, you know, new games that are coming out. And also, if you like the original Game Boy, you can track my progression on there as well. Then we have jpswitchmania.com. We do reviews for all the upcoming games on the eShop and physical releases. Uh, we do a, well, that those are my reviewers. I do a weekly release post every Sunday of all the games coming out for that week with links, information, pre-order bonuses, prices, all that jazz, so you don't miss a release in any region that supports English. So that's one of the big things that I love doing. I love putting those together because there's so many titles coming out that it's easy to miss just even one. Um, and my goal is that nobody misses a title. So if you want it, you're going to know about it. Um, awesome. And of course, you're listening to Switch Mania Playcast. So if you haven't already, please subscribe. We are on we are on um, Apple Podcasts. We're now on Google Play. Yeah. We're on YouTube. We're everywhere. So however you listen to podcasts, you're going to find us. And, and as I love- mentioned, we're going to be yeah. experimenting with um, uploading just the um, game version on my Hagen's Alley YouTube channel. But then on Switch Mania, we're going to try to put the full episodes um, as we go through. I'm going to try to... I actually had to piecemeal this recording, so I'm gonna try to stitch it all together for JP as well. I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm hoping that'll that'll help as well. Um, but yeah, the more you know, people if, that can listen and enjoy our content, it's it's great. Absolutely. Yep. Especially especially people who have been collecting for a while, or if this is your first day in the wonderful world of Nintendo Switch, we hope you find this very. Uh, informational and just enjoyable to listen to um you know i i actually listen to our podcast in the car now because i with my new used car i have the ability to you know plug in the iphone and listen to podcasts and it it's fun i like listening to us i i I go we're very interesting (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i like hearing my voice but i think the content is very good so if you like what you're hearing please give us the rating leave us feedback that's the most important thing is that we want to know what you're enjoying about this, what you think we should be talking about that you want to hear. I mean, this this is for you guys. So anything that you could think of that you like to hear in podcasts, especially Nintendo Switch related, just drop us a line. We're, we're everywhere. Just reach out to us. And, and um, those of you that have uh, met with me at previous conventions, you know 
that when I go to Austin, when I go to Phoenix, I'm going to have some limited items that I've released. Because, you know, I'm I'm a aftermarket game publisher, too. And I mm-hmm. recently put out three limited edition Super Nintendo aftermarket games. And I'm going to have some of those with me at these conventions. Awesome. You got you to gotta hunt me down and, and find. They, they will be there. And... Um, it should be really, really cool to see what, what people can get. Cause I'm going to have, you know, I have some of the limited edition slip cases that I've had. Cause I always order a couple extra copies in case things get mangled in shipping. So I'm going to have a couple and they're numbered. There's only a, there's only a certain amount of each Super Nintendo game that I printed. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not talking limited run games, thousands. I'm talking about like tens, <laughs> like maybe like 20 or 30 copies of each game. Nice. That'll go fast. I do it small. Yeah, they, they they don't last usually within minutes of me getting there. It's it's hilarious that people like hunt me down. It's it's really <laughs> I, I, it it trips me out, man. It trips me. Out. <laughs> but anyways, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. See you then.